0: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. With your permission, my Lord Jesus Christ. There he is, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, hidden in the bread. To this extreme has he humbled himself for love of you. The humility of Jesus. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Let's strive to be humble, my brother, as the Lord has, well, has exhorted us to, to do so, right? In his teaching, he says it explicitly in a couple of different ways. Of course, His words of, of Matthew's in Matthew's gospel, it says it very clearly, words perhaps we almost know by heart in a way. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus is inviting us to to be humble. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Jesus, you truly are the way, the truth. The life, humility, that that, uh, all important virtue, without which we really cannot follow Christ. We cannot imitate Christ. Christ, who, being in the form of God, did not grasp that, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and being obedient, obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Am I learning from Jesus? the very beginning of his life, his earthly life, in a stable, born in a stable. What humility there! And and then his his life goes along. He has the, we have a real uh, sense and awareness of his of being at the service of the will of the Father. And the will of the Father is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And the whole life of Jesus is aimed at that, giving glory to God the Father, being obedient to God the Father, and helping us, helping us get to heaven. He laid down his life for us. And even there, we, we see the, it, uh, we could call it a teaching moment of Jesus. right? There, it, as he begins the Last Supper, when he will institute the Eucharist and the priesthood, well, before that, he washes the feet of the uh, apostles. Another one of the panels that we have here on the the stained glass windows here in in this oratory. And during supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garments, and girded himself with a towel. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. The humility of Jesus here in this act of service, which was a, a task reserved for the, really to, for the lowest of the, of the servants the, in the household, and wa- wa- washing the feet of these men who walked around probably in some sort of sandal, right? Along the dusty roads of of Judea. And Jesus washes their feet. Of course, there's that interchange between him and and St. Peter. And then afterward, St. John continues, when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. And you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Just in case you didn't get it, just in case my actions were not enough, let me tell you, do this. Wash your brother's feet, serve your your fellow man. That's, that's at the heart of the Christian life, worshiping God and, and taking care of our fellow man. And for that, of course, we'll need humility because yeah, pride really is the big, that, that's the big obstacle. In a certain sense, pride is the, you know, the father of all the other vices or the umbrella over all the other vices. Anger, there's, there's a certain pride that's in anger. Whichever way anger is going to be expressed, there's something prideful about it. Well, you know, how dare this person or that person do this to me? There's, or envy, of course, it's pretty obvious, the pride that's involved in envy and whatnot. So We need to fight against this, yeah, this, uh, this vice of, of, of pride, and our Lord gives us the example and, and teaches us with His words. And it is, it is real. It is strong. St. Josemaria said pride is so strong in us that it will die 24 hours after we do. So, Lord, I'll strive to be humble. I'll try to take your words to heart and let that be lived out in, in the way I, I live my life, which is not to be a, a, sort of a, a quiet do-nothing. I'm... I'm Okay, I gotta be humble, I can't, I, everyone else is better than me, I really can't do anything. Well, no, that's. And pride is, well, of course, those famous words of St. Teresa of Avila, walking in the truth. What's the truth about well, everything? My own life and my upbringing, my experience, my talents, my temperament, that, that comes into play. To be humble is to walk in the truth with, with who I am. And of course, to, to walk walking in the truth will involve the truths of the faith, what Jesus has revealed to us, and, and like Jesus, we should strive to be obedient to the ways of the Lord, of the Father. And so, to serve with the talents that God has given us, it's a great act of humility. Now, a fellow who takes the just takes a certain initiative says, "Okay." I, I assess the situation here, I see the truth of the situation, I, I can begin this activity. I, 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 I have a vision here, and I'm consult and whatnot, but somebody's gotta do it, right? Like the Pope, I suppose it would have been maybe Pope Leo XIII said to Saint, well, the future, Saint Catherine Drexel, right? Pope Francis mentioned her in his in his talk in 2015 in, in Philadelphia She's, Catherine Drexel had mentioned to the pope which had a, was able to be close to him was a meeting we got to do something for the I not she wanted to evangelize she wanted to re- reach other 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 places that you know, christianity hadn't hadn't, hadn't got there yet and, and the Pope said to her, what about you? And that made her think. And in her case, she did it. And she had the means and her you know, Drexel family, textiles, economic means. And she used her, her, her inheritance, her money, to promote these things that she felt God calling her to do. And became a great saint. So her humility wasn't sort of sitting in the background doing nothing. It was, okay, I, I, I can do this. God has called me to do this. So walking in the truth, Lord, help us to strive to, to live that way and, um, and indeed, yes, learn from you. Jesus, you who served, you who washed the feet of the apostles, you who became bread, at the last supper, you took the bread and said, this is my body. And here you are in the, the humility of the of the Eucharist here on the altar and the monstrous what humility God this is God now last fall I gave a retreat up at Arnold Hall for priests and we be, we began in the evening on a Monday evening a dinner together and then we had a holy hour with the, the Vespers and a, and a meditation and and uh, it. We began with exposition like we have here now. Well, that was the plan. But it wasn't like we have here now. We couldn't find the monstrance. It, and we had to start. In, in, in the tabernacle, we had the the host and the cust- custodia, what's called the custodia, the silver container, dignified container to hold the host with the, with the, the, the pigs, the, the, the large host. But there was no monstrance. And we couldn't find it and try to call the staff, couldn't get a hold of the staff. And, and so, well, we do have the Eucharist, and all you know, the candles were lit like we have here now. And okay, we brought the blessed sacrament out and the little, little circular you know, custodia and put that on the altar. It's a few inches high. And I put a little, we had a little veil that we put on top of that. It, 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 well, for me, it was a bit disconcerting in a way, I mean, it just didn't fit. It just didn't seem right. Yeah, the, all the candles and, the, and there's just this, you could almost hardly, depending on the angle, you could hardly even see that our Lord was there on the altar. But in a way, it, it, people commented afterwards. These priests commented, you know, it was it was really striking. You know, is the, <laughs> the humility of Jesus. I mean, just there he is on the altar in a little container for us. He wants to be with us. It, and that, that was, even that was a bit of a lesson for, for us as we began that retreat, this priest who began the retreat, that Jesus, the humility of Jesus. And I think another lesson we we picked up on that moment, uh, later on in future in the future expositions, the next day we did have the Monsters. But, but another lesson is maybe, you know, maybe we take our Lord for granted a bit that we can find Him pretty easily. In fact, here are, again, this beautiful monstrance here it comes from the word mostrade to show. It says when we have our Lord here, um, it just lifts the soul a bit to see Him there, and that uh, yeah, the best we can do with the, you know, the, the, the monstrance there, a the dignified monstrance, but but He's showing Himself to us in a way. Well, on that occasion, at the beginning of that retreat, he said, eh, maybe you've got to look a little harder for to find me. Don't take, it for, don't take me for granted, so, as if he were saying. You've got to make a, 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 a prayer, a retreat. It's a bit of work. Seek me out. Like, like Peter, that morning, like St. Mark mentions in his gospel, in that first chapter we considered the other day, he, Jesus got up early, long before daybreak, and went to a lonely place, and there he prayed. And Simon Peter followed him. He sought him out, and he found him. Everyone's searching for you. Peter had to work at it to get to Jesus, and he found him. And so, you know, we, we too, Lord, we want to seek you out. And we need you. And we want to worship you. That's part of the humility also that we can live literally bending the knee to Jesus. It's an act of faith, an act of humility. Lord, increase my faith. Help me to, to serve with, with um, uh, a real openness to your ways. You, Lord, who were obedient to the Father, I want to be obedient to, to my vocation, to the call, Lord, that you have given me. And, and that will require sort of fighting, you know, fighting against the pride in us. G.K. Chesterton said about the angels. How come the angels can fly? Because they take themselves so lightly. Mm-hmm. The angels know the good angels. They know who they are. They know where they are in the in the creation chain or in in relation to God. They're they're servants or messengers of God. They they help us. They, they they can fly. They take themselves so lightly. Whereas the devil, Dante has him frozen. He's not in the, in, in the in the Divine Comedy. He's not in a big fiery furnace. He's he's frozen. He can't move. The devil, is, can't can't fly. He's in his pride, he's stuck. Now, again, walking in the tr- Pride is walking, I'm sorry. Humility is walking in the truth. Well, uh, certainly the truth is that uh, we're called to do a lot, and, and God has given us a you know, certain place, certain talents, and um, yeah, we, we want to be available. And we want to help. Cults, want to help society. We want to help the church. We want to help our families. We want to help our, in our professional situation. Walking in the truth. So, in that level, at that level, I'd say a, a, a fellow at work has a right to, okay, to um, seek a certain justice in the work that he does and the. <laughs> Compensation that he receives, uh, you know, he shouldn't he shouldn't fall into any you know, critical spirit or, or gossip or anything. But he can you know, sort of say he can speak up for himself in a way to to affirm his his contribution to the, uh, to the to the company or to the school or to the hospital, and that's that's not a lack of pride. I'm sorry, that's not a lack of humility. But always with this, I mean, this sense of, of uh, wanting to serve. St. Josemaría said there are three manifestations of a spirit of humility. One is precisely that, a spirit of service. And so there are so many ways. And Lord, show me the ways to be of service, especially at home. The, the home is the first place of apostolate, to be of service at home. How pleasing that is to God and to the family. I remember one fellow mentioned, I think in a talk, he, he was really trying to be the, the good dad, the good husband, and take care of things around the house, and take out the garbage. And, and he was really making a point of it. He sort of liked it in a way, the little handy, handyman type of things to also. And, and then at a certain moment, his wife said to him, and she's a good, very good woman, very good wife, she uh, had a certain insight, she, she said, you're failing. What do you mean, failing? i doing all these things, you know. And she said, you know, sometimes we just want you to stop and come and sit with us and waste time watching a show with us on TV. That, and he, he was very humble and he, he took that to heart, he started to do that, and it wasn't his inclination. He, he liked to sort of get going and, and, and do things but that's the way he served uh, sometimes once in a while he okay just sit with the family conversation watch a show waste wasting time in a good way with the family so availability service that's uh, one of the aspects of humility that Saint Jose Rui mentions and another one is sincerity <laughs> Uh, with ourselves, with God, in confessions, sincerity. Who are we going to kid anyway? That's so pleasing to our Lord. I I think that's what our Lord was getting at when he pays that compliment to Nathaniel. Remember how Philip, at the beginning of our Lord's public life, he's met the Lord and he's excited about it. He wants to talk about it. He finds his friend. Talk about friendship. That's it. Great act of friendship on the part of Philip. Nathaniel, come, you've got to meet this Jesus. And of course, Nathaniel, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Skeptical. And and, and Philip just says, come and see. And and Nathaniel does. uh, That's it. That's all that uh, St. John says. But there's a lot going on. That shows a lot. I think it shows a lot of friendship. Nathaniel, who's skeptical, is... But and, and it's not that Philip gave him a long list of reasons to come and look, come and find this Jesus, talk to this Jesus. No, he just, he just said, come and see. It's like, hey, we're friends. Trust me, come and see. So, anyway, let's ask our Lord to help us foster those good friendships. But anyway, they go, and what does the Lord say about Nathaniel? Here is a true Israelite in whom there's no guile. There's, there's a certain... Straightforwardness, a certain sincerity about Nathaniel, and the Lord likes that. He says, I can do something with this guy. He's, he's straight up. He's honest. Uh, he, like anyone else, Nathaniel must have had his faults, and our Lord would have known those faults. He says, Here's a true Israelite, in whom there's no guile, in. and he becomes a great apostle, Bartholomew. So sincerity is be who you know, be who we are. Own up to our mistakes. Let your yes be yes. Say, I'm sorry. I have to say that sometimes. Some things are hard to say. Like, I'm sorry. I need help. Or, Worcester, Worcester sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Some things are hard to say. We do our best, and people you know, might get a chuckle out of us at times. Yeah, great. Saint Augustine, the humility of Augustine. Yeah, you know, his great intellect. You know, there with his philosopher friends and whatnot, and you know, it was a ridicule in the faith of his mother, Saint Monica. But he he opened himself up to the, to the truth, those words from Scripture, and and he even realized this is not going to be easy. I can't do this alone. Lord, give me give me purity, but not quite yet. I mean, he was honest. You know, he was honest with himself, and Lord, I need your help. King David, we considered you know, his, some of his mistakes, right? Um, yet a man after God's own heart. Remember, later on, his own son is going up against him, Al, uh, Absalom. King David is on the move with his troops. When King David came to Bahurim, there came out a man of the family of the house of Saul. Of course, Saul was the king before David, whose name was Shimei, the son of Jerah. And as he came, he cursed continually. And he threw stones at David. David, the king, David, who's got an important social position and political position. He threw stones at David, and at all the servants of King David, and all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And Shimei said as he cursed, Be gone, be gone, you man of blood, you worthless fellow. The Lord has avenged upon you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son, Absalom. See, your ruin is on you, for you are a man of blood. David is getting insulted, okay? (laughs) Then Abishai, the son of Zerahiah, said to the king, one one of his followers, David's followers, Why should this dead dog curse my Lord, the king? Let me go over and lop off his head. He's not not fooling around. But the king said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zerahiah? If he is cursing because the Lord has said to him, Curse David, who then shall say, Why have you done so? And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, my own son seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjaminite, this fellow cursing David, let him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has bidden him. It may be that the Lord will look upon my affliction and that the Lord will repay me with good for this cursing of me today. There's a supernatural outlook on the part of King David here. Okay, maybe I deserve this. Maybe this is good for me. This humiliation. Maybe this is the way the Lord is purifying me. The Lord will repay me with good for this cursing I received today. No? So let's not. Um, yeah, let's not get too. You know, too too bent out of shape when you know people gossip about us. It's not fun. We don't like to hear you know, things you know come around back to us from behind our back. People talking about us. Uh, well, I'm offered up maybe like King David, might help us in some way. Might take time out of purgatory. Who knows? And and we shouldn't have a need either for you know, people to yeah, praise us or anything like that. If if. And we don't need a safe space or anything like that. If people talk ill you know, of us, so be it. You know, say, "No, they were, they were slandering him. And he said, "Well, Lord, if you don't need my honor, what do I need it for?" He kept doing his work. Point uh, I think fourteen here in the way, also a great spirit of humility. In, the, in this point, in a, in, a cha- in a chapter called Character. Don't waste your energy and your time, which belong to God, throwing stones at the dogs that bark at you along the way. Ignore them. That's it. Just Keep doing your work. Keep serving God. That's what David, that's what David does. So David and his men went on the road while Shimei went along on the hillside opposite him and cursed as he went and threw stones at him and flung dust. And the king and all the people who were with him arrived weary at the Jordan, and there he refreshed himself. So already there's a a foreshadowing, if you will, or a symbolism of the refreshing that God will offer for that humiliation that David had suffered. So, sincerity... We deserve this, if we could say, and not, not get too bent out of shape when things don't go our way or people don't even understand our, our good intentions. But let's really be sincere and talk heart to heart with our Lord. I've I've been told, if I got it right, that the word sincerity comes from. Two words, chera, which literally means without wax. You know, back in the days, sculptors you know, or you know, sculptors work on a sculpture. If, if they made a little mistake, a little piece of marble or whatever, that might got knocked out. Oh no! Well, they don't throw don't throw the whole thing away. They get some, they get some wax, they get dye, make it the correct color, and put it into the little spot that needs covering up. And voila, good as new. Well, sincerity is without wax. We, we, God, and people will see. We will see those areas that we've been damaged, and we need we need purification. Let's be sincere. And of course, in, in spiritual direction and confession, you say it as it is. The hard thing to say first, just. Even say, you know, this is hard for me to say, but here we go. I mean, already that's helping, helping us to be sincere. And, of course, that, that friend, that priest listening has got the same ailments. As, nothing's new. Nothing, No new sins being invented out there. Heard it all. So, well, let's... <laughs> That, uh, that, that, live that style, that way of, of humility, um, of, of a, yeah, being of, of service, uh, being available, walking in the truth, being sincere. Those are good ways to show our Lord that we're trying. And that we, we, we do hear His voice. We see His life. Learn from me, from meek and humble of heart. You also must wash your brother's feet. Uh, and just all these things. Just, we'll finish the meditation now. I have a quiet time here. with mm-hmm. Our Lord's presence here on the altar. But uh, there's this point in, um, in Furrow, one of the books of St. Josemaria, point 263, in a chapter called Humility. And he, and he he's he must, much like that woman who... who made those considerations during her retreat about her own life, uh, ways that she you know, doesn't give her best. I, this point has about, I don't know, 20 or so indications that St. Josemaria says, uh, allow me to remind you, among other evident signs, uh, of a lack of humility. Uh, among them, thinking that what you say or do is better than what others do or say. Always wanting to get your own way. Despising the point of view of others. Not being aware that all the gifts and qualities you have are on loan. Mentioning yourself as an example in conversation. Making excuses when they rebuked. Being hurt that others are held in greater esteem than you. Refusing to carry out menial tasks like washing feet. Those are just a few of, of these indications of practical ways that, uh, well, we can avoid, I suppose. These are lack of, of, of humility, these things he mentions. Well, Lord, I want to be more and more like you. And Jesus, you are meek and humble in heart. And, and you are obedient obedient unto death, even death on the cross. To, to that extent, you are willing to humble yourself for love. Well, let's... Ask our Blessed Mother Mary. That's another one of the attributes of our Blessed Mother, right? Obedience, purity, humility. Mary is so, she's so humble. She's, and she's walking in the truth. God is everything. That is her truth. And so with this peace, with this clarity that we get, and humility, we can, we, and we can rejoice. Yeah. St. Paul says to, the, to the, Philippians, the Philippians, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice always. Let people know your forbearance. Let them see that you're happy because you're you're the Son of God. Indeed, that you have every reason to rejoice every day. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If we have all that clutter out of the way, our pride and our envy and our lust and our anger, if that's out of the way, we can rejoice in this day that the Lord has given us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.